I'm somewhat amazed that the investigation has. Oh no, this is nothing. What what, what are you even talking about? That we need to be talking about Hillary uranium. Yeah, but, but the emails and the uranium. Emails. Benghazi. Yes. Benghazi. Stop. We can't. We have to talk about Benghazi. Hey everyone, this is Kristen Williams with the Trans Advocate. This week we have the regular pod crew, which is Robin Mack and Alexis. Yeah. So here we are in Houston, Texas. We're busily getting ready for the Unity Banquet coming up this weekend. It's the what? First, second, third, fourth. Oh, oh no. I yeah, like it's like the 25th. 25th. A quarter of a century. It seems like the thousandth given the last three weeks. I, I think I've done seven or eight a day. Maybe, maybe seven or eight an hour. <laughs> Alexis is running this, as fast as she can in, through quicksand. Oh <laughs> this one's been interesting because, you know, usually a week or two before the banquet, everything gets ridiculously hectic and everything changes and people cancel and people <laughs> add in and people change names on who they want their ticket to be and all this. And then, you know, that goes on for two weeks before the banquet and away you go. But then it rained. <laughs> That's right. Oh. <laughs> Every, everything in Houston this and year it starts, rained and it kept on raining. Starts out with, then it rained. <laughs> and, and so this two weeks became three or four weeks. And then we delayed it for a month and a half. So it became like two months instead of two weeks oh. at the same rate. God. Yeah. And, so and, I, I heard that like... Uh, y'all had bumped it up and now it's selling out and what what's going on with that? I'm waiting for the phone to ring to see if we can get more space <laughs> we're sold out. So if the phone rings and I disappear, that's where I went. <laughs> Try to get more space for the Unity Banquet. Now, four days ago we were worried because we were running a little bit short. Well, we fixed yeah. that. I'm not exactly sure how. Yeah. <laughs> I get these emails at night like, there's uh, 16 more seats open. Nope, there's just two now. <laughs> And, and then as soon as I posted that we only had eight more, so if somebody wanted a table, this was their last chance, I looked and we just had two more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, what, so how did the Unity Banquet get started? What, what, how oh, did I that... know. You were here. I wasn't. Shout out. I was, I was just, you know. Finally, an interview you're on. I was trying to a conversation. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but you know me. Like that. Well, how do you so remember how, how it got started? started? <laughs> okay. So, like, okay. So, in the trans community here in Houston, <laughs> it had always been, you know, pretty unified. That is, you know, all kinds of trans people kind of in a community together. And no groups were fighting with each other or disagreeing no, no. at all. It, it wasn't huh. until... What's that like? <laughs> until some group out in California decided that the, the official group could not have transsexuals. And uh -oh. if the, it continued to have transsexuals in the group and be open to all these different types of trans people, then they were going to pull their membership and they could no longer be that group. Ooh. So then we had a split and then you had the, the cross-dressers over here and all the other people over here. And because the split was so nasty, there was lots of infighting and it took about, I, I guess about a decade, decade and a half for the community to kind of get over that initial like, it, it wasn't anything about our community. It was something that, uh, you know, someone from the West Coast came and forced our community to split. And, and if I 
remember looking at this summer's information from the West Coast. They're still split. Yes. <laughs> they, they, they got together, but then they've re-split several times. And, and this year was a, yes, they're definitely split year. Yeah. Um, so, um, let's see. Phyllis Fry and um, who's the Takai folks? Judy, what's her? Anyway. So, there was a few people from um, the cross-dresser group in... Um, Phyllis Fry, who is now Judge Phyllis Fry, which is the first openly trans judge in America. Um, so they sat down and said, look, this is a bunch of nonsense, this infighting, that's not us. You know, let's, let's start the healing process by at least once a year getting together and hosting a, a unity day, a unity meal. And so this unity meal happened where little by little those induced wounds those inflicted wounds upon our community healed and so out of the unity banquet grew the houston transgender unity committee that continues that tradition of uh, inspiring unity within the community and so in essence the Unity Banquet, the Houston Transgender Unity Committee, these types of things are really dedicated to the spirit that is unique to us. It's, it's a Houston trans spirit. That is, you know, we are one community. Yeah, there are lots of different types of trans people, but you know what? We all face the same people out on the, same, on the street. And we all knew who hates us. It's really apparent here in Houston. Well, they make it <laughs> it's really clear. easy to see. <laughs> so, you know, the, all this infighting is kind of wasted time and energy. And it's best to work together to try to move things forward. So that's, that's the idea behind it. And it's grown into this, you know, huge, Matt, kind of like... We bring people in from across the nation and, you know, there's hundreds of people and like politicians, there's like Texas politicians there, <laughs> you know. Even Republican mayor. politicians. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's this really interesting thing where, you know, you have every aspect of the trans community out there, intersex people, asexual people, you know, everyone is there. I loved how last year, like, Hatch, um, the youth, uh, insisted on buying their own tickets. That's awesome. You know, that was, there's also youth in the room, and the parents of the youth in the room. Like, that's really amazing. Yeah, and, and one of the things, I mean, typically we give a table to one of the groups that, that are, are young transgender individuals. And, and last year it was really interesting because they said they don't need it because they've been saving their money all year and they're buying their own tickets. <laughs> and a couple of them were slightly short, but we ignored that. <laughs> but I thought that was so great. I really did. You know, it occurs to me that listening to your, your description of how it started, one, one of the interesting things is the bar was set pretty darn low. <laughs> so, so basically the idea was not to physically fight or argue with each other all for a few hours once on. a year. All ladies, keep your heels on. I think that's really good. It's like, let's start by trying to get along for about two or three hours once a year. That's pretty fair. And we can work up from that. Yeah. Right. Back back to the the fact that we have politicians, et cetera, at the Unity Banquet, which we do. 
The interesting thing is that every few months I'll get a call or someone else will get a call and you know get a hold of me from some group that wants to come to Houston to teach us how to do advocacy and oh, get in yes. to talk to the various city <laughs> officials and politicians and all like that. And I'm like, we, we really don't need it. I can pick up the phone and call. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't understand. This is Texas. You can't do those things. And it's like, I saw the mayor last weekend. I'm going to see the mayor next weekend. I'll just ask. <laughs> you know? and, and, you know, for instance, I, I do know for a fact that it's this year's Unity Banquet, County Judge and his wife's going to be there. <laughs> that's great. No, 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 no. Those <laughs> things don't happen. That's not right. And, and, and that's exactly what we hear. And, and, the, and the big thing about it is I think it's because it really was taken as a slow and steady thing. Mm -hmm. and, and when Harvey happened, and you heard this on one of the other podcasts, the fact that we checked all of the uh, shelters and they weren't discriminating against mm -hmm. us, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, we were all ready to get all upset and make a big stink, and it's like... Well, there was one, but we, they got flooded. <laughs> yeah, they were flooding at the time, and the person checking it said, I don't think it's going to matter. The water's coming up, and they're moving them all to George Arbrow, <laughs> which we'd already checked. So, so, you know, there's just a lot of that, that that is really interesting, because then we, of course, have some of the uh, politicians in Austin who every day are trying to do something negative <laughs> in that. But, but, you know, the other thing, and I've mentioned this to quite a few people, there I've heard all sorts of different numbers about how many anti-trans bills were introduced in the last legislature. I've heard, no kidding, you know, oh, like you know, two. <laughs> it wasn't that hard to keep up with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's a hundred plus bills that were introduced at least, and it's some big number, and none of them passed. I know. I was, I was entirely braced, ready to accept the fact that we were going to get some sort of odious bill passed targeting LGBT people, explicitly T people, um, and that it would suddenly, I would suddenly be thrust back into the 1980s, you know, living life as a trans person in Texas, and that didn't happen. And, and you know, there were lots of people that came together. There were a lot of people that went to Austin and protested and testified against them, and there were a lot of businesses that got behind the, the anti the positive side of the trans movement saying, no, we can't have these anti-trans bills. But the fact is, the Republicans are the ones that did not pass them because the Republicans control the Texas legislature and they just did not pass them in the House. The Senate passed everything 22 yeah, to 11. The, the fact that none of the bill, I, I couldn't imagine that none of the bills would pass. I, I, I was, uh, like I said, I entirely expected that they would. And, At least one. Yeah, and then in the special session, the governor added a bunch of bills back into the special mm -hmm. session, even though that wasn't the main thrust. I think it really was part of the main thrust. And it was amazing the amount of cheering that happened when the Speaker of the House adjourned and said the words very explicitly send D, which says, session's over. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like no more days. And it's like, wait, none of them passed. <laughs> and, which is, is really interesting when you think about it, because we certainly, as a state, don't get positive press for being, that's, you know, that's the truth. for equality and liberalism, et cetera. But none of the bills passed. That's true. And that's what was true. it like seeing all the people that were trans-identified, ally-identified, uh, I don't care, but I want good business identified, like coming up and coming out of the woodwork? As bad as it sucks 
to have those types of bills uh, put forward and to hear so-called leaders in our community spew hate towards LGBT people, spew hate targeting trans kids, because let's let's be honest, what they were targeting is trans kids in schools. Uh-huh. You know, trans children. These are adults who are basically getting up there as uh, a Texas leader saying this child is a probable predator. I mean, it's a horrible thing. At the same time, as bad as that is, you see such a huge response standing up to that. Parents and leaders of all stripes, of all political affiliations, coming out and standing against that and in fact overturning and standing against that and holding that type of hate back that's pretty amazing and at the same time you know we're in a day and age where you can watch all of these testimonies online while it's happening whether you go to the state or not (laughs) and then we turn around and do video clips and then we do memes and then we do (laughs) quotes i mean so it's, it's not like the conversation just happens Tuesday at two down at the courthouse, right? And we then nobody's the much the wiser. That would just blew me away. Like hours of testimony that was being shared. Standing up against that hate, and showing up, and putting in the time, and ensuring that our trans kids are protected. That's pretty amazing. And the fact that. We did it in, here in Texas whenever, of course, everyone pretty much wrote it off, honestly, me included, thinking that there absolutely would be at least one anti-trans bill passed, and there wasn't. Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, Jess Herbst. I don't know how to say her last name. Herbst. What's her What's her title? She was sitting right next to Dr. Meyer when he was doing the testimony too. So I mean, just I, I, I believe Mayor Herb's title is mayor. Yeah. So <laughs> so not only not only not only were they talking to a trans doctor, they're talking to a trans mayor. Like I mean, that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, for a Texas politician to sit up there and call these individuals perverts for daring to just sit there and you know, put forward facts, verifiable facts, and some truths about trans lives. And, you know, her response is that that's perverted. And, you know, to be able to, in the face of that kind of uh, animus, keep on coming up there, keep on day in, day out, calling and organizing and acting that we were able to ensure that all of those things that were put forward failed and that even whenever the Texas governor tried to call a special session to get his anti-trans bills passed, that they failed also. That's incredible. And, and I think that's one of the things that is a very positive side. There, there are people who are attacking us it didn't work this time. The other side of it is there's an election coming up next year and all those people <laughs> Absolutely. are up, you know, and running for office. The number of candidates are amazing. Everyone is going to have multiple opponents. <clears throat> Even on the Republican side, the 
there are a lot of primaries that weren't set up by the Republican Party. There are people who are running. <laughs> and it's it, it going to be very interesting to see what happens because I don't think we, in fact, I know we have never had this many people run for office in Texas in any year. And in fact, nationwide, if you look at congressional races, there's something like 10 times as many people running as ever before. So it. It, it's going to be an interesting time, and I hope it doesn't end up being the Chinese curse version of an interesting time. <laughs> right. I think we had that last year for our community. I mean, you know, as, as, as messed up as some of the stuff that Trump has done and has, uh, you know, inspired the type of political discourse he's normalized, um, again, the response to that is pretty amazing and pretty, uh, you know, just encouraging to see. So I, I've never seen so many people say, you know, I'm going to run for an office. I mean, people that I've known for years, they're just like, nope, I'm going to run. <laughs> I've it, never it, seen that exactly. before in my and life. I, I was talking to someone on the phone this morning that said, well, you know, I've never run before, and this is really sort of weird. I don't exactly know what to do. <laughs> And this is someone I've known for a good while and is running for a judge position. Probably would be pretty good, but it's just funny. And he said, you know, I just decided since I didn't like what was going on, I had to run or I had to shut up. Well, and, you know, even if you're just your average person who doesn't know a lot about politics or keep up with the daily uh, comments... I would think that most people would be disgusted that we spent this much time and money on this one topic. And mm. uh, a lot of people are asking me, what should we expect coming into the the next session? You know, are, are, is there going to be a whole nother uh, slew of anti-trans bills, bathroom bills? Or do you think that they let this rest now that they didn't pass it in the special session? Well, the, the lieutenant governor is not going to let it rest if we keep Dan Patrick. Okay. If we have someone else, I doubt if they'll be the least bit interested. Mm -hmm. That's right. Dan Patrick is fixated on anti-trans bills. Mm -hmm. I presume it's because he's getting a lot of funding from people who are fixated on anti-trans bills. Mm -hmm. You know, at, at present, there's a lot of stuff the legislature should be interested in, such as how do we protect various and sundry cities from flooding how do we handle the recovery from the hurricane no 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 no. that's not important well like Trans what about people in the bathroom is yeah. what's important yeah what, what about the... schools uh, teachers <laughs> yeah. that's not important and, and what's interesting is that right now the bureaucracy side of government in texas mm -hmm. in austin that's what they're concentrating on <laughs> and everything that's coming out of austin at the moment doesn't include any of the anti-trans, anti-GLBT, anti-anything, mm -hmm. because those people are just being ignored. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, oh. you know, currently people are trying to figure out how we rebuild after the hurricane in a way that will prevent it from happening. And they're talking about some pretty major buyouts. They're talking about some dikes for certain areas that make things terribly flood-prone just because they get storm surge. They're talking about uh, drainage systems that are different. It's a huge set of projects, but that's where the emphasis is because that's been the continuing problem. Right. You know, and I could just see our lieutenant governor sitting up there like with his fist balled up, a red face going, oh, why aren't we talking about trans people? 
<laughs> you know, speaking of, you know, I, did you see that um, the ju- a judge, a federal judge, put a hold on the Trump uh, Twitter ban of trans people in the military? That was really interesting. I, I suspect we're going to hear some about that at the Unity Banquet. Since <laughs> <laughs> so that's sort of our main speaker, Fiona Dawson. It, it's sort of her thing at the moment. She's working on, I think, some movies with that. Um, that was unexpected from me. And yeah. I, I mean, I knew they had filed a lawsuit, but military president pretty much has fairly tight control. The thing I... That, that has amazed me all along is, and, and I, I think I said this in one of the earlier podcasts too, the Joint Chiefs and the Secretary of Defense are bucking the president on this. <laughs> right. and, and I'm not used to thinking of the Joint Chiefs and the, you know, Secretary of Defense as trans positive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like your biggest major military people who until recently just haven't been supporters. <laughs> right. But well, they are now. They did know, a study. Exactly. And that's that's the exact thing. That the judge was like, Well, I find no evidence to support your claims at all. And on the side of having trans people in the military, we have all of this evidence that you've done this study, we have years of of people being in the military pretty much where's the problem is <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, and i really did not expect those lawsuits to make it through obviously they've made it a, a long way and i don't think the trump administration knows how to respond to them <laughs> <laughs> but, you know because if you really look at it the trump administration hasn't done really well in court <laughs> um, they're they're the judges don't seem to like them a lot which is probably why they're trying to appoint some of the worst judges ever oh god oh my god <laughs> i mean there, there's one in this part of the country that has been appointed uh not uh oh. confirmed yet and i hope he won't oh, be confirmed okay. it'd be even our one of our republican senators who is certainly not a liberal and certainly not a trans supporter is a little bit concerned beyond just a little about this particular judge <laughs> and, and has has actually asked for opinions from several GOBT organizations to bolster his position. <laughs> and, and, and once again, this is not someone I would ever expect to see our side of things, but I think this judge is just so bad. <laughs> Well, I mean, how many judges have uh, the Trump administration put up in the Bar Association went, oh, no, these people are not qualified at all. I think there was at least two. Well, two for two recently. (laughs) I, I, you know, there were a couple of others earlier that they they thought were qualified but the the most recent two bar association has said they just aren't qualified oh it, it, it didn't say we don't like their opinions or the way they do this or that it's just not qualified <laughs> and and they are you know blat- both of them are blatantly anti-trans anti-gobt anti-anything that's not their particular version of their church and what what is the deal? It seems like that uh, anti-LGBT group, the Alliance Defending Freedom, <clears throat> what a horrible name. Uh, anyway, that they are the ones who seem to be behind so many of these um, national, state, and even some local um, politicians and policies and efforts uh, to 
take us back to the 1950s with regards to women's health issues, with regards to trans issues, with regard to sexuality issues. It well, they, it seems like they're touring the country and hitting the various state houses, and they're going with pre. pre pre-prepared documentation so they can just sort of hand out laws that they get people to submit. Uh -huh. And I think they're doing the same thing in the Trump administration because they seem to be well-funded and it seems to be easy for the hate groups to get funding. Yeah, uh, I've we, noticed that. We have a lot of people that apparently like to send their money to hate groups. <laughs> um, and when that happens, then you get hire a bunch of people to make sure that you've got all sorts of documents ready to go. And, and I, I think it's pretty much in the Trump administration, the last person in the door before they submit something gets to determine what it is. And so they, they've made sure their last person in. Uh, I suspect right now that there's going to be less of that because I think the White House has a lot to worry about these days. Mm. The, I, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd be losing sleep if I happened to be working there. Uh, I mean, I'm somewhat amazed that the investigation has... Oh, no, this is nothing. What, <laughs> what, what are you even talking about that? We need to be talking about Hillary, uranium. Yeah, but, but the emails and the uranium. Emails. Benghazi. Yes. Benghazi. Stop. We can't. We have to talk about Benghazi. And I, I'm actually very pleased that someone was arrested and then pled guilty and it was totally kept quiet not one piece of it was leaked to the news until mm -hmm. they decided to announce it that that actually makes me feel better because the way things were going I worried that our intelligence agencies weren't even going to be able to keep secrets because, because every hour you're seeing you know the juicy stuff on Rachel Maddow and everything else on the rest of the news and uh, you know I, I was really heartened that uh they actually did something and you know the special counsel obviously doesn't have leaks in his organization <laughs> well uh, this sunday the gender real screening had a great attendance that kuma was talking about for intersex awareness day and monday nights uh, meet up the monday night group htga meet up at 7 30 to 8 30 and then our soon to be sponsor hopefully empire record with the with empire, the, with the delicious cake <laughs> with the delicious cake we're gonna have to leak these podcasts to them Rob, yeah robin's going for half off the half off cake That's right. <laughs> and half off the rest that'd be great oh no 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 i'd, I'd oh, have no, to no, go no. every time for free cake <laughs> that, that would be devastating the trans advocate brought right. to you by empire yeah. cafe yeah so monday night group's going great and then uh, you know, I think a lot of people are really surprised and tired. Um, you know, they're, they're just really tired g getting over Harvey, but they're still surprised and happy that we're having the Unity Banquet this Saturday, November 4th. Um, and I think, it, I think it's the perfect time for them to be able to get dressed, share a meal, be in a good space with good people, and mm -hmm. just have a night of acknowledgments. I think if we had kept the original date, you know, who knows who wouldn't no, have been able yeah. to make it. We wouldn't be able to be like celebratory in any sort of way, right? And, and we were too exhausted to finish up the banquet yeah, stuff. I mean, that, that was sort of like the final straw we were talking about. Final, I'm like, is there anybody straw. that has enough energy to yeah, do this? I'm literally picking up my ceiling from my floor. You yeah. Know? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Unity Banquet. It's not going to work. <laughs> and then we have DOR coming up on the 18th, November 18th. It's a Saturday. 
if you'd like to help set up that's going to be at six the programming will start at seven and um, on our next few podcasts we'll have some updates about what that looks like and maybe who will be there but you know it's usually a time where we have a really tough honoring ceremony the transgender day of remembrance and then we go into these things called holidays that some people don't really get included Mm -hmm. in and it could be quite a bummer on our community and um especially when it's you know in a, a season where there's a lot of hustle and bustle and it's just been a tough year so i'm glad that we have the unity banquet bumping up against these other events i I hope it'll bring joy to our community and and you know i think that's a a good point because holidays for our community are not necessarily the most positive (laughs) times of the year i found myself talking to fiona i called it the triple shit slap and i it just (laughs) it just came out i don't usually talk like that but i was like come on when you're thinking about you know dor thanksgiving christmas no christmas it's just rough (laughs) she said i might have to quote you on that I was like, okay. Sometimes that's what it feels like. Well, but Fiona, Fiona, uh, so she, she, um, she started doing a documentary Mm -hmm. on trans people in the military. Is that correct? Yes. Um, you may, you may remember that. I think the, uh, the very first time I met her was at the TG center. Yeah, like in 2008 or something. 2008. And she was, uh, doing, she was interested in documentaries right and not every documentary you know goes full length full term gets out there and then there was just this connection that she had uh being someone from the uk and knowing a lot of trans beings over there that are in the military <clears throat> and then being here at the transgender house that sparked some passion of saying like not only are we not treating transgender people well and that's not acceptable. It's right. really not acceptable to treat people who put their lives on the line, you know, uh, not well. I mean, she was just probably disgusted is, 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 is a good term. And so um, inside of that passion and then that want for a documentary, I think this has come a long way now. She's about to do a, a pitch to Netflix. So. Oh, wow. So I imagine that Fiona will be talking about uh, that project and um, what it was like to put that mm-hmm. uh, documentary together at the Unity Banquet. Yeah, one of the things I liked about her is that um, I got to know her in Houston. I think she had been here for about 11 years, and she was Grand Marshal for the Pride Parade and uh, out uh, bisexual. And the thing that I honored most about her is that she could have just been that, you know, she could have been somebody that's mm-hmm. well informed and continue to live her life. And instead, she's devoted a lot of time and energy to show through uh, through the documentary uh, just how people could, would, should be taken care of. And they're not, you know, her stand is that she just doesn't want people to be treated like crap. You know, and, 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 and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what she said on the phone. But, but I mean, you know, it's it's great, right? We don't see that from every bisexual. We don't see that from every grand marshal. We don't see that from every person, like, you know, to be fair. You, you got to be careful of those bisexuals, you know. Well, I love and, them. And, and, and yes, I happen to be one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
<laughs> the more freedom, the better. <laughs> yeah, I've always felt that picking a side is just too limiting. Well, That's right. <laughs> I remember telling someone like, I didn't come out to go to be limited. <laughs> you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so so real time we just finished the negotiations of the final part of the contract whoa, for the unity bank so, so it is actually happening Saturday. yes yes <laughs> this is what i laugh because it, it literally does come down to three days before always <laughs> for those of you who think there's 40 people manning this so, so no. robin gets her coffee so we don't have to worry about her yes yes that's great <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on and one thing i wanted to mention i was on queer voices the other night which is oh. one of the radio program it was a great interview i good i uh, when i do an interview i have no clue what i said and i'm always afraid to listen well it was it was coming up on um halloween and they laced rocky horror music in there oh yeah no i knew that yeah. part I was, I was, they know, said that. if you don't know who sings this you lose gay points <laughs> but they you know they're having fundraisers off and on and those sorts of things and we may be doing some fundraising for them after the first of the year i haven't oh, talked cool. to the board or anything but there's some there's some <laughs> unique problems you know i when i was listening to the Kristen's opening remarks about the fact that the problems that the unity bank would started fixing were not basically houston problems they came right. from one of the coasts that frequently happens yes uh you know we're in the middle and oh, someone decides that we don't exactly yes. know how to make this happen well it seems that the radio station that queer voices is on is the the highest level is in New York and they're in some financial trouble. <laughs> yes, I remember hearing about this. And so that's threatening queer voices and so we we may have to do some fundraising that's slightly outside <laughs> their normal channels. Nice. Oddly enough, we actually know how to do that pretty well. Mm, right. <laughs> We've done it several times. So I sort of watch this space for something on that. <laughs> And then the uh, GLBT Political Caucus mm. on December 15th has a gala slash fundraiser slash whatever at Mayor Parker's nice. house. And house. that should be interesting because we always like to hang out with Mayor Parker. I think yeah, she's, she's kind of cool. I, yeah. I, I heard that she's kind of cool. Yeah, she's, I think she's going to be at the Unity Banquet sitting with Phyllis Fry. <laughs> <laughs> Probably say a few words with a lot of other people. <laughs> Once again, we're back to this bit of we just don't have problems finding politicians. So, so that should be interesting. And you can look them up online at thecaucus.org and, you know, Give them money. I say I say them as though I'm not on the board, but I am on the board. <laughs> I, I guess I should disclose that. <laughs> and the, the caucus is actually looking at the election because the caucus screens candidates. We have so many candidates to screen in January. It, it's going to be a 24-7 type job, it seems like. So you if know, people so wanted to volunteer for that, how would they find out? Uh, basically, they can send a note to any of the information forms at thecaucus.org, or they can send it to alexis.melvin at thecaucus.org, and I would be happy to add them in. <laughs> and that starts in January? That'll start in January for the primaries, and of course, we'll do more screening after the primaries are over great so if you're sitting around in january going geez i just wish i could support somewhere <laughs> well by the end of january we're all going to hate politicians i'm sure <laughs> or, or hate the fact that we were decided to do some political things or something <laughs> and it goes pretty easy because we don't force 
everybody right. and everything to right. get involved with everything. But, right. but when there's a reason and when there's good synergy, it's like, well, right. let's just do it that way. <laughs> and, and sometimes and, things just take what they take. Uh, the gender book recently uploaded the Spanish translation. Oh, and fantastic. They've been working on that for three years. And, and I say they, they're probably about three people that are also in grad school. So, you know, oh, wow. uh, when are they going to get that done? Uh, whenever they can, <laughs> you know, and it turns out it's uploaded and, you know, people can run with it. Oh man. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and, and, you know, I've been putting together sort of the list of the things that we've done this year is the TFA update for the unity banquet. And I had forgotten everything after Harvey or everything before right. Harvey, you know, right. I'm making a list and I've got a bunch of things. It looks like a year's worth. And I'm like, wait, these are all Harvey on. Oh my God. I need to go back to the first yeah. half of the year too. And, and, and but that's really cool. It, it's, it's back to what I always say. And, and you, know, you hear people all the time saying, well, I'm just one person. It's like, let me tell you what one person can that's do. That's right. And then go find another one yeah. person and guess what? You have two people now. Yeah. Then you have three and pretty soon yes. oh it's oh, horrible oh, that's, that, <laughs> yes. then you have to incorporate yes. <laughs> right. and what, what i love is like putting yourself in a community that actually supports you you know mm -hmm. like being around those yes people instead of the oh geez no we could never <laughs> all the eors oh the geez no we could never share cake not my crowd <laughs> and i'm convinced i was asked on the uh it may have been after the the uh, broadcast on Queer Voices about, well, how do you all get so much stuff started? I'm like, oddly enough, we come up, we say, that's a good idea, and then we do it, and we skip, we skip the phase of this. Yeah. You know, we we yeah. skip this whole phase of discussing it for six months. Right. And, and we have good infrastructure in place that we yeah. did on purpose so we can do it really because quick. Because we want to do it. And, and we're too far down the road to say, oh, oh. I'm not sure this will work. Maybe it's a bad idea after all. Let's, I mean, it, it's all done by then. Right, right. So, you know, the Unity Banquet, uh, if, if you uh, are a trans person, intersex person, genderqueer person, ally, individual who has experienced, um, you know, you're, you're a survivor of an officially declared dis uh, disaster situation, you can hit up, uh, you know, please go to our website. We have a website for the Disaster Relief Fund. It's mm -hmm. tdrfund.us. Mm -hmm. Okay, tdrfund.us. Transdisasterrelieffund.us, but okay. it's tdrfund.us. Yeah, and there's a place where you can click, and it's a very simple, straightforward form that you can fill out. Just ask you what's going on, what's your situation, and we go from there. And mm -hmm. it's not some big convoluted process. It's pretty straightforward. So if you need help, reach out. And if you know of someone who can support a program like that, please pass on that information to them. And speaking of, the Trans Advocate has a uh, Patreon. Uh-huh. Yep. So, absolutely. you know, please support us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash trans advocate. And you can support this podcast, right? By absolutely giving it high ratings, sharing yes, it. Yes, yes. If you're, you know, wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or whatever, Please go ahead and rate us. Uh, write a write a uh, you know 
tell us what you think about the podcast. Um, and if you have someone that you would like to see us interview or have on the podcast, please let us know. We want to hear from you. And you know, the other thing about that is that we have a lot of things going on with that, mm -hmm. but if you want to get involved, let us know. Yeah, we're always yeah. happy to involve people in any areas. And, and, and I will tell you, it just yeah. dawned on me that you know, the invite to write us and rate us, and if you send us hate mail, we'll probably reply. Just telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just you know, just saying. And we might invite you to something. Who knows? Right. I mean, we, yeah. we did formally invite the Westboro Baptist Church to Unity Banquet this we year. Did. They, we did. They have not responded. We did. But, oh, <laughs> did I ever tell you that time I, I was on Queer Voices and there was this guy <laughs> who was out in the waiting room and was like. You're trans, what? And he was like, I don't know about any of this stuff. And I had no idea what I was going to talk about on Queer Voices. I'm like, hey, come in here to the sound booth. <laughs> 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 it, the, the problem is our group and all the people, most of the people I know are just not afraid to talk to haters right. or confuse right. people or right. anything else. It's like, yeah. not a problem. Let's talk. Right. You're, you're somebody right. interesting. Yeah, but I'm pretty comfortable with my position and myself. <laughs> right. Oh, and you mentioned the scholarship. That's another thing that yeah. we do. We have a scholarship that we get, not just one, it's a few. We, we, we guarantee we will give at least one scholarship from the earnings we make on the Unity Banquet every year. Last year we gave, I, we gave at least six. I think yeah, we gave yeah. seven. I haven't had a chance to sit down and look. And you know, we just keep giving scholarships as long as people need them. And, so and if you're going to college that, or trade thing. school, if you're going to college or trade school, you know, look up the UnityBanquet.com and you'll you click on the left hand side and see a, a scholarship application. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. And if there's some things in there that you don't know or you can't fill out because it doesn't apply to you, just leave it blank. What yeah. we really need is the start, and we'll contact you if we need more information or anything. Yeah, we'll ask you questions. Uh, that, that's like with the TDR fund. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the one thing that we require is that we be able to talk to you on the phone so we hear a voice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and we've had a few people who wouldn't do that, and so that, that just weird. bothers us some. Yeah, that's, that's a little nice. And, and I mean, I understand people not wanting to talk to Robin, but what can I say? You still have to... <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> and you usually, know only, please. <laughs> usually after the phone calls, Robin is your best friend for life and talking about uh, how great you are. The, <laughs> yeah, the interesting thing is when I was talking to uh, Paula Redding and, and I could hear her wife in the background, you know, uh, supporting her and answering any questions, just like... Uh, hey so you know what do you ladies need and they're like well you know we just we could really use some gas money okay mm. what what for what well you know we're going to go back we're ex uh vets we're we're retired vets and so we want to go back and help and i said well what are you gonna do when you get there this is well we we've evacuated with our rv so we we have a rv slot but we still need the down payment for that i was like well would you like help for that well yeah actually we would geez okay <laughs> well well when you get the down payment like don't you don't you have to pay like a it's like a deposit fee and then you have to cut on for the electricity and and her wife could hear and so she was like giving the numbers like just like right there like actually yes and then I said well is there anybody that we could check in with yeah sure here's the manager's name and number and I was like that's great and well you know we're part of this group and we have the trans archives they're like wow we'd love to see that okay great you know or a trans uh, guy that got flooded um in North Houston, you know, he's never he's never met the community, and someone had oh, shared the was link. Was that the guy that sent the pictures? Yes. Of his oh yes. I told Alexis, I was like, man, this guy sounds like a stand-up guy. I can't wait to meet him. And 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 I I said, you know, if 
obviously if you have any evidence that would be great right and and um yeah sure enough he sent pictures and an email and everything but he had never met the community and i i said i would love for you to know that even though you've never met us we're incredibly big and strong and here let me tell you a little bit about some of the things we do and even if you just want to come to the unity banquet on us like just to get a night out mm-hmm. please do and he was like i didn't I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, wow, wow, you know, wow, you know. As I said, it's so horrible for people to have to talk to Rob. (laughs) And and then we we hear nothing but positive stories. And by the way, we aren't publishing everything that uh, people we've helped and all that. There's some people that have done the Facebook bit. If it goes on Facebook, we figure it's okay to talk about it. Yeah, Yeah. I promise you, you talk to us about your situation. Unless you tell us, oh, no, no, go ahead and talk about all this stuff. We's not going to talk about it. Or post it everywhere on Facebook. Well, thank you, Preston. So, okay, so we've got the Unity Banquet going on. We've got the Monday night meetings going on. We have Monday night cake afterwards, the half-price cake. cake. Thank you, Empire. We've got the Trans Advocate. (laughs) We've got the uh, Trans Day of Remembrance coming up. Gender Reel just happened. They did. They was great. Fantastic. There'll be another Gender Reel right after the first of the year i believe is what okay. i i heard okay oh, well fantastic. um on their on on their uh facebook page is a good way to keep updated on what their screenings right. are where it is times that sort of thing mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. gender real houston and so if you would like to support the trans advocate you can certainly do that at patreon patreon.com slash trans advocate if you would like to support the trans disaster relief fund mm-hmm. it's tdrfund.us if you would like to support the how how can people support the um the the uh, scholarship fund the scholarship fund they basically donate to the unity banquet and our htuck unity committee and to get to all of this if you go to our main website tfahouston.com there's a set of links to everything and the donation page lets you donate to whoever you want and however you want fantastic however much you want and if you're a amazon shopper you can set it up you know so you go to smile.amazon.com and select transgender foundation america and we get a little bit out of everyone give us a little bit and that little bit adds up i i always use that especially for the holidays it's around the corner Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And so thank you again for listening. And uh, again, if you have any questions or comments, if you have anyone you would like to see us interview on the podcast, just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Just talk for a minute and see what you get. Hey, so check it out. I've got the new Starbucks hate cup. This is the cup that they put out every year to uh, in their ongoing war on uh, Christmas. It has a Christmas tree, the star, snowflakes, Christmas presents, but it does not say Merry Christmas. It doesn't even say holidays on it. Obviously, this is the downfall of our society. Excellent. Oh, so, so as long as we stay the same distance, I think the levels are set good. But okay, cool. There we go. Kristen yeah. just cut oh. the distance in half. There we go. <laughs> okay, I'll just talk from here. This is <laughs> At least I don't have half a black patch in my eyes. I was like, this can cause me a headache. Yay. Yay. Thank you. <laughs>